Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Nate Whitson with the Get in the Fight podcast. Super excited to have you here. Grateful for you listening and hope that if you are a Christian man that is looking to live a better life, to live a bigger life, to live the life that Christ died for you to live, that God had in mind for you to live, then I'm glad you're here. I think today's conversation is one that is really important and something that we all need to hear, we all need to face, we all need to take on better. And so definitely am excited to share this conversation with you. And I hope that if it's something that speaks to you today, that you would consider maybe even sharing with a friend who maybe is dealing with this topic as well. So jumping into it, this conversation again is kind of near and dear to my heart and my life. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it's really dear to my life, but it definitely has been near to my life since I was a little boy. And that conversation today is about fear. Growing up, I I was definitely that kid that was afraid of everything. I have four sisters, and I don't know if that kind of made me soft or if it was just, you know, in my nature, but I was afraid of everything. I was the kid afraid of the dark, afraid of sleepovers, afraid of snakes, afraid of being alone. Like it was just such a, such a wimpy, wimpy kid. And uh, as I've grown, I, I've really come to kind of despise the fear inside of me. And it definitely has propelled me to want to address that and to be an overcomer, to be somebody who is not limited or held back by fear. And so if any of that resonates with you today, just know, number one, that a lot of us men have it. And in fact, like the guy that says, I, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, we all know that's a lie. <laughs> Everybody has some level of fear. It's just that it cripples some of us. It, it hampers many of us from living a better life. And even that guy that just simply brushes past it and says he has no fear is really just afraid of a lot of different things that maybe he hasn't acknowledged or recognized yet. But fear is, as we're going to see, not necessarily a terrible thing. Fear is a God-given thing. It just, it, it can work against us. It can keep us back. It can hold us back from becoming the men that God meant for us to be. And, you know, our whole mission and mantra here is to help Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. And God certainly did not mean for us to live these passive, fearful lives that many of us do that, that holds us back from being bold and adventurous and brave and acting like men. So it's a good conversation wherever you're at on that spectrum of a very fearful to feel like maybe you have very little fear. I think it's a conversation that I hope opens your eyes to maybe the different kinds of fear that are there 
and maybe some of these will hit you at a different level than than some of the others. So we're going to look at six of the most common fears that men experience, and then maybe just talk about some ways that we can address or deal with those. So first things first, Merriam-Webster's dictionary says that fear is an unpleasant, often strong emotion that is caused by anticipation of or awareness of danger. So fear is this emotion. It's this feeling that we get that God has uh, just put into our body, into our nervous system that helps alert us to danger. In fact, it's interesting in that definition, sometimes the fear that we feel, that emotion that we get is anticipating trouble. It's anticipating danger. And so you'll see in some of these common fears here that that's really what a lot of the fear is that we deal with. A lot of my own personal fears have to do with an anticipation of what if kind of scenarios. Other times we're going to see that danger really is in front of us. You know, if you're driving down the road and you can see a tornado coming, there's going to be some right kind of fear show up that's going to cause you to be very alert very aware of your surroundings and is there to help protect you from danger. You know, or if you're, you know, thinking about a time where you're maybe you're walking down a dark alley in the middle of the night and you are on full alert, there is a right kind of fear that you might have in that situation where all of your senses are heightened, you know, your sight, your smell, your hearing, all of these things, you are very in tune with that fear for a good reason. Your, your body is telling you to pay attention. It's anticipating trouble. It's looking for danger and it's there to protect you. But fear can also paralyze us, right? I mean, fear can keep us from even leaving the house because there might be a tornado or leaving the house because there could be trouble down the road. And so for many people, fear becomes this overwhelming, uh, powerful emotion inside of us that we really feel like we cannot control. But you know what? A lot of guys don't like talking about that. They don't like talking about fear. Why is that? Well, mostly because they're afraid, which is funny, right? A lot of us don't like talking about fear because we're afraid of what other people might think. We don't want to tell you tell people what we're afraid of because we're afraid somebody might actually put us in that situation. If I told you that I hate snakes and you're a buddy of mine, you might think it's super funny to bring snakes around me or to, you know, tease me and act like there are snakes. And, you know, so it's like if you're afraid of something, you know, you can get harassed by it, even in a playful way like that. Or you're afraid really of exposing yourself. Because again, we kind of grow up as men thinking that we have to put on this facade of a tough guy that is never afraid, never blinks in the face of danger, always moves forward into it. And so we are afraid of expressing our fear because we don't want to maybe create the idea that maybe we're less of a man. And that kind of fear exists in many of us. So, you know, we don't like to talk about this topic, but a a lot of us, a lot of us deal with it. But again, fear is a God-given thing. So we want to really balance this conversation out here and realize that over and over in Scripture, we see that God is saying to people, fear not because I'm with you. So fear, as you're going to see, gets in the way of a lot of key things in our life. And God is speaking to us from heaven through his word as a gift to us 
to help us to figure out how to live our best lives in the midst of obviously a lot of fear. So let's look at six of those common fears that men face and just see which ones really again stand out to you. The first one that we'll look at is the fear of rejection. So with the fear of rejection, I think it's probably one of the biggest fears that Christian men face, certainly just men in general face. But, you know, fear of rejection when it comes to relationships, fear of rejection maybe in your career, maybe fear of rejection when it comes to even your faith. You know, whether it's, you know, fear of not being accepted by others or the fear of failing God or not wanting to take on risk and pursuing your dreams or whatever that is, like we often have this huge fear of rejection that, that holds us back. So just makes me think, you know, for you as you listen to this, have you ever experienced fear of rejection maybe in a relationship? Maybe there's a time that you're dating or currently dating, but you didn't want to ask the girl out because what if she says no? Or what about a time for, uh, you know, a guy if you're married and you're currently in a relationship with your wife, everything's good, but you really want it to go to a next level. You want to talk to her about maybe difficult topics. You want to have a hard conversation with her, or maybe you just want to talk to her about sex and, you know, your desires and your needs, but you would really love to, you know, deal with some of that stuff with her, but you're really afraid of being rejected by her. You know, that is a big struggle that I hear a lot of guys talk about. It's just, you know, you get to the spot where you're just like, I don't know how to communicate with my wife about difficult things or things that she may not be, you know, willing to talk about. And that fear of rejection of having to go put yourself out there to say, hey, can we talk about this? Can we deal with this? And not have it received in the way that you're hoping for causes a lot of men to not live their best life in those relationships. Maybe you've experienced the fear of rejection when it comes to your career or maybe sports. And it made me think that I've seen a lot of men who are afraid of rejection. And what happens is they basically don't give their best effort. Again, in, at work or in sports, I've seen both of these scenarios played out where fear holds them back. And so what they do is they simply don't try. And that way, because they're afraid of being rejected, they simply can say, look, I didn't even try. I, I don't know if I could have done it. I, you know, they make excuses for uh, why they haven't tried. And really it's just this fear-based thing. They're afraid of being rejected. It also made me think that a lot of guys have this fear of rejection when it comes to the relationship with God. You know, a lot of guys believe that God has forgiven them, but they are really afraid deep down that God is maybe angry at them, that God is a God of love, but really when it comes to a God of liking him, they're not really sure that it's true for them. You know, you think about those areas then again of rejection, and I'm sure there's others that I'm that I'm missing here, but just to quickly highlight these six ideas, I want you to think about areas for you where, you know, fear of rejection has kept you back. You know, and again, think about this, that when it comes to the fear of rejection, in that Merriam-Webster's dictionary definition. In that definition, one of the elements was that fear is about an anticipated event. You know, we don't want to try as men many times. We don't even want to see what might happen. And that's, that's holding us back because what's, what's going on is like, we don't want to go ask that girl out. We don't want to go have that hard conversation with our spouse. And it's meaning that our, our fear 
our anticipation of how it might go keeps us from actually experiencing how good it could be. Our fear of really just giving our hearts over fully to Christ because we're afraid of being rejected by Him or fearful of how He might think of us or whatever that fear is inside there, that fear of rejection is keeping us back from the life that God meant for us to live. And, and that's what I want us to see is that, are these things true? You know, this fear of rejection, is it a real fear because it's based on something that's actually worth being afraid of? Or are we just afraid of what we're anticipating could happen? And I think for a lot of us, that's, that's usually the case. So our hope here is that maybe we don't let the fear of rejection hold us back from the life that God meant for us to live. So point number one, the fear of rejection is a common, common fear. The second fear that I wanted to chat about was the fear of failure. Have you ever experienced this fear of failure? It can be so paralyzing. It can definitely prevent you from trying new things or pursuing things that you're passionate about. And I think this is a big one for, for a lot of guys. We've become just so weak-minded. Men today, in general, are just very wimpy. We're very passive. We are very afraid of trying new things. We're afraid of what people might think. We're afraid, in this case, of failing as if that is going to be, you know, this nail in the coffin kind of thing. That if we fail at something, it permanently marks our lives. And so what we do is we just, we take that fear, that anticipation, and we simply stop trying before it ever gets started. This one is super sad in that way. It just, it keeps us from ever getting to the starting line and we just stay on the sideline instead. Second Timothy 1, 7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. So we look at this fear of failure and we say, wait a minute, what am I so afraid of? If God is with me, if God is for me, why am I walking in fear of failure? We know that we're not always going to win, and yet we rarely even start. When it comes to the fear of failure, a lot of guys are not walking in the spirit of power that God gives to us. Instead, we're just walking in this poor mindset, this woe is me mindset, this fear of rejection mindset. And the doubt and the discouragement is so heavy that many of us just never even get started. I remember feeling like God was telling me years ago, over a long period of time, really over a year, I kept feeling like God was telling me and pushing me to leave this job that I loved and to start this new venture. And I really liked what I was doing. I was making good money. I loved who I was working with, but I really felt compelled by this idea. It wasn't like this audible voice. That's not what I heard, but it really felt like all of the signs consistently kept pointing to, I was supposed to go and try this new thing. Well, thinking about the fear of failure with that situation, I mean, I had major fear to make this jump because I kept thinking, you know, what if this doesn't work? I mean, we are finally doing well financially. It had been a struggle, but what if I can't pay my bills? You know, what if I'm making the biggest mistake of my life and my regret is going to be super heavy? What if, what if, what if? Interestingly enough, God helped give me the courage to get past the fear, and I actually did make the move. And for two years almost, I had worked on some ideas from home, 
that I thought could be this really cool way to serve families with some of the things I'd learned. And guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't succeed. In fact, some of those things that I was afraid of were true in the end. They just, it, the, the idea that I had was a good idea. It just, it didn't work at that stage of my life. I had bills to pay and a family of six and, you know, it just didn't work out. But here's what I found out by taking a jump and taking on that fear of failure, some of those worst case stories that I had in mind, they didn't materialize either. Like the fear of failure is really like, oh my gosh, what if this happens? I don't know if we'll be able to recover and, and you know, make it okay later on. That's kind of the fear, right? So we just never jump. We stay in the middle of where we're at. We don't take chances. And yet this thing that I went through didn't work financially. It just didn't work. I had to figure something else out. And what I loved about that experience was number one, it helped me to just take on the fear. But number two, it showed me that it's not the end of the world. There are other jobs out there. In fact, I work in a job now that I really enjoy and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I learned a lot from that. So, you know, that fear of failure, I think is sometimes overplayed. We need to simply learn from what we're learning along the way and keep growing and keep moving forward. I think that's it. That's the path to a bigger and a better life is to not let the fear of failure keep you back from some of the beautiful lessons in life that we learn when things don't go our way. Yeah, you're going to fail. Things aren't going to always go your way, but it's not the end of the world. So we need to not let that keep us back. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. And if you are, please do us a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds to do this, but it makes a huge difference for us, and it helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Thanks so much for listening and helping us out. Now back to the show. The third fear that I want to talk about is the fear of change. And this one, this one can definitely get some of our hearts racing. The fear of change for a lot of people is definitely a challenge. You know, change though, is pretty constant, isn't it? I mean, think about your last 15, 20 years, depending on how old you are, 30 years or longer. One of the consistent things that you find in life is that change is inevitable. Change is going to happen whether you like it or not. And yeah, change can be scary. But as a Christian man, we have to remember that just like failing, change is really just a great opportunity to grow. And it really just depends on how you look at it. That that idea that uh, change can be an opportunity for good is really where things will start to change for you, right? The difference is simply in how you think about it. The difference is in your brain and how you approach that fear of change. So on one side, you can say, you know, your brain is telling you never change, don't move, just stay put. There's danger out there. Don't leave the house. The other side of your brain is saying, hey, this could be great. This is an opportunity for change. And you know, this could be awesome. And really the only difference again is how you process those ideas. It's sometimes wise and it's best even to stay put and resist running away. And really this is where wisdom is called for here. Sometimes men are just eager for change, but obviously we're not talking about that. We're talking about the guys who are resisting change. And so we have to look at this and say, okay, look, there are times when staying put is the right idea. And there are times when change is called for. 
but you really have to have wisdom. And this is where, you know, our appeal to Christian men is that you stay close to the one who knows all things, that you walk in a daily relationship with God who can help guide you through these things. This is why you need to be in community with other men like our Christian community we call the Fight Club here at Get in the Fight. Between God's Word and prayer and community, you can navigate change just fine. You can look at this opportunity and, and get help to figure out, are you, are you just staying put because you're scared of change or because God's asking you to? And that's, that's really what you need to you know, boil this down to. You know, think about this, like there's, there's just different scenarios I think that we go through. There's times where you've got to change and you've got to move houses and it's just a big, big deal. Sometimes you've got to start a new job. Sometimes you, you've got to leave a job. Sometimes, you know, you've got to go to school and you're changing, you know, where you're, where you're going to school or you're getting married or some of you have gone through or going through a divorce. Having children is big change. Retiring can be a big change. But there's two things, whatever, whatever those, you know, situations are that are causing you the most fear, two things I want you to think about when it comes to the fear of change. Number one is that whatever it is, whatever that change is that's causing you anxiety, where you're anticipating trouble or or dealing with, with danger, ask yourself this question, what if this turned out to be awesome? Because typically see what happens is we say, you know, only the negative side of this, what if it doesn't work? All the things that I was thinking of when when I was being, you know, compelled to change and to shift and to move into something I didn't know about, it was only negative for a long time. Like, what if this doesn't work? What if this is a colossal failure? What if, what if, what if? All the negative things. What I want you to do is shift the question and say, what if it worked? What if this turned out to be awesome? Right? You have to at least be fair in that. And that will also help to dissipate that fear, and that, that racing heart and that racing mind that comes with that. When you just simply ask a different question, what if this turns out to be awesome? The second thing I would say is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Change is not going to stop just because you're afraid of it. <laughs> it's going to happen. You've been through it once. You're going to be through it, go through it many times from here. And so some of the advice that I think could be great advice for you today is just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think when you do that, as you do that, as you practice putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, you become more adept to it. And again, you become just less afraid of change. So practice getting comfortable in uncomfortable situations in asking, you know, what if this turned out to be great? And I think those two things could help if your fear of change is keeping you back. All right, number four is the fear of judgment. I think that many Christian men struggle with this a lot. I'm surprised even at the amount of times that I hear somebody say, I just, I don't want to be judged by somebody. I don't want to be judged if I end up saying this or if I do this. And it's really, it's kind of fascinating to me. Maybe it's just, this is an area that I'm not as prone to worry about. I certainly am these others. And that's probably true. That's probably why, you know, I'm surprised by it, I guess, when I hear it. But we are so concerned as men sometimes with what other people think. And again, I think the macho guy says, I don't care what he says. I don't care about what anybody thinks of me. And we act like that's true. And yet every time I see somebody act with that kind of bravado or say something like that, I don't believe them. It's just like that's a self-protective move that we do because we are afraid actually of what other people think. We are afraid of being judged. 
I think for me, you know, this one, this fear of being judged hits me home, hits at home with me really closely when I think about my fear of public speaking. <laughs> so the fear of public speaking is typically rated in most polls as like the number one fear that people face. And unfortunately for me, this has been true and it's really annoying to be honest with you. I remember even in high school, there was, I think I ran for school office of some kind. I think I was president, whatever this means for our class as a junior. And I purposefully did not run for it as a senior because I knew at the end of the year, the class president would have to speak at graduation in front of all of the students and all of the parents. And I, I just was petrified of the idea. I hated the idea of speaking in front of people. And what happens is like when I, when I do get called on to speak in larger groups, my face turns red, my mouth gets dry and pasty. My thoughts, it's hard for me to collect my thoughts. My heart is racing and I'm, and I just like, I, I just like kind of blank out. And it's like all of the practice, all of the things that I've tried to, you know, prep for, I can't think of anything else and I'll pray and I'll try to calm myself down and I try to practice new things. But the, the fear of public speaking just, it can really cripple me at times and it's very, very frustrating. And so, you know, why does it bother me? Well, I think in a lot of ways it's because I don't want to be judged. I don't want people to look at me and see me as a failure. I don't want people to look at me and judge me as um, not good at something or being a joke. I don't want to be looked down on. I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't want to be embarrassed in front of a crowd. I mean, there's all kinds of psychology into this and <laughs> all the things that come with this. And, and we could talk about that sometime. But what I think it comes down to is this fear of being judged is just, again, it's this anticipation of what could be, but rarely turns out to be the case. I mean, I think that's what's amazing. Would think about like, for those of you that are afraid of public speaking like I am, I know like when I listen to a pastor or a speaker or I go to a convention, I don't have any anxiety at all. I just am interested in what the guy's going to say. And yet that guy speaking might be so worried about what I might be thinking or other guys might be thinking. I know for a fact, many times when I'm in an audience, I'm thinking of other things. Like I'm listening and I'm watching them, but I'm not nervous. The only person that might be nervous is the speaker. And the speaker is so concerned sometimes of being judged, but it rarely ever happens. I mean, there's very few times that I'm judging somebody who's up there speaking. I'm really just kind of listening and seeing what they have to say. I'm not thinking beyond that. And, and so again, it's, it's this anticipation of what if, what if people are thinking this? What if people are saying that? What if it fails? And, and I think there's a couple of things that we have to do. Number one, we just have to remember that. God's opinion is the only one that matters. And as Christian men, if we are being faithful to do what we're supposed to, in this case, let's just say it's public speaking or for you, whatever that judgment thing is that you're concerned about. If you are following God and you care more about his opinion than other people's, you're going to be fine. Like what's the worst? What's the worst thing that can happen, right? Even if it just doesn't go your way, even if somebody looked down on you, if you're being faithful to God, walk in that without worrying about what other people think. The other thing I think that can help for those of us that struggle with this idea of being judged is simply just to rehearse what's true. 
you know, there's a great verse in Romans 8.31. that says, if God is for us, who could be against us? And, and I just internalize that one when I feel this fear of judgment coming up and just saying, if God is for me, who could be against me? If God loves me and he does, this is going to be fine. This is going to be okay. And, and a lot of times that will kind of help to start to calm my brain and calm my mind. But again, this fear of being judged is often just something that we worry about, but it's rare. And if we know that God is for us, maybe we should stop worrying so much about being judged by others. Number five here is about the fear of loss. As I am recording this now, there is a friend of ours who we are getting texts from. They got a phone call yesterday. This girl's mom was found slumped over on a lawnmower. Neighbor saw it, came over. She had been in cardiac arrest. I don't know if she's on life support or not, but she's in the hospital and wasn't doing well. The, the lady is somebody who just deals, I think, with a lot of fear and a lot of fear of loss in particular. And, you know, my heart goes out to her in this case, but it's just one of these things where you just think, gosh, we, we can live in fear of those moments so much that, again, it just kind of cripples us. We're always worried about tomorrow. And when that happens, we're really stealing from today. And I think that's the part that stands out to me the most is when I'm concerned about the loss of a job that may or may not happen or the loss of a relationship, the loss of a loved one, you know, anytime we're, we're focused on the fear of loss, we're really stealing from the moments that we have right in front of us. And here's the thing that we know about life that can sound kind of harsh, but it's just true. Bad things are going to happen. You know, it's like in our church, we've been working our way through Ecclesiastes recently. And Ecclesiastes 9-11 says that time and chance happen to us all. That's just true. Like bad things are going to happen. You are going to lose at life. There's times you're going to lose a ball game. There's times you're going to lose uh, a job, a friend, a loved one, maybe an opportunity. I mean, that is life. And there are no guarantees. But one of the things that stood out to me when I was thinking through this is just saying like, well, will my worrying change any of that? Will it do any good if I worry? And I bet for many of you, you go back to Matthew chapter six, when you hear that and you think about how Jesus addressed that conversation, he's like, you know, why are you worried? Don't you see that my father takes care of, you know, the birds and the flowers? Won't he take care of you too? I mean, we are, we are afraid of loss. And we definitely can be consumed with the anticipation of how hard those moments will be. And they, and they will be hard. Life will be full of those moments. But I think a good question for us to ask when this starts to like rear up its ugly head and starts to really cause us to live in that fear is to ask, what am I so afraid of losing? Think about this when you think, you know, what am I so afraid of when losing my spouse or my children? Well, I'm afraid of losing the people that I care about the most. What, what am I afraid of when I lose my job? Well, maybe my income. What, if, what am I afraid of if, if I'm dealing with the loss of my health? Well, if I lose my health, I could lose my life or, or the way that I enjoy it. What if I lose my money? These are all legit things, right? These are all things that are scary things. If I lose those things, that's going to be super hard. So what am I so afraid of, really? Well, when it comes down to it, what we're saying is, I'm really afraid that God maybe won't be able to come through. 
that this situation is irrecoverable or the situation is one that I won't be able to recover from. But here's what God says about fear. I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You trust in God. You can trust in me, Jesus said. We are more than conquerors through Christ. Right? And on and on. I mean, I could give two hours probably of, of verses to say on and on. What does God say about this fear of loss, this fear of uh, losing things or people that matter so much to us? God is constantly showing up in Scripture to say to us, don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'm right here. I'll walk with you through this. So we have to remember when it comes to the fear of loss that our hope is in a sovereign, mighty God that has shown us in one particular way that we don't have to be afraid, and that is the empty grave, right? We know that loss comes. Jesus died on a cross, but it wasn't the end of the story. And I think that's the part where we have to ask, like, what am I really so afraid of? I'm afraid of not being able to recover from the loss, and yet God says, I'm with you. I'm for you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And so really a lot of the fear of loss comes down to where our trust level is with Christ. And this is where I just challenge men to work on that before those moments come because change comes, loss comes, change comes. And these things are hard. And yet we know they're a part of this life. And we also know and trust that God is with us. So we don't have to be afraid of that loss. Last one here is the, the fear of the unknown. And as we look at this one here, you know, the fear of the unknown can be a, a significant barrier to living the best life. You know, we were made for more. It makes me think of that song of Switchfoots, you know, that we were meant for, for more than the life that we're living. But fear of the unknown, fear of what we don't understand can definitely keep us back and prevent us from taking risks that we should take and pursuing opportunities that we should pursue. Interestingly enough, and this was, this was kind of cool, I thought I was searching for like, how many times does the Bible actually say, don't be afraid or don't fear? And guess how many times it said? Okay, well, I'll tell you. 365. Now, I don't know if my Google search was correct or not, but this is the first one that came up. And I thought that was pretty cool. 365 times the phrase, don't be afraid or do not fear showed up. And it's kind of like one for each day of the year, right? God is aware of how we're made. He knows that we have a fear of the unknown. In fact, so many people are afraid of death and dying because they don't know what to expect. They, they know there's no returning from it. And yet as believers, we read about in scripture that we're not afraid of that at all, that Christ has defeated death. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We're, we're unafraid of the future. But for many guys, again, I just think if your faith in God is, is young, maybe the fear of the unknown can hold you back. And I just want to give you just a couple of verses really quickly here. John 16, 33 says, I've said these things to you that in me, Christ, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have trouble. But take heart. Have courage, in other words. I've overcome the world. That was John 16, 33. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. 
For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. One more here is Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, plans to give you a future and a hope. What are the key words that we see there? Peace, no fear, take heart, have hope. What does your future hold? I don't know. In fact, I, I think about this and I look at the faith chapter is what we call it in Hebrews 11. And you see that there were faithful men who lived long, satisfying lives, that they put their trust in God and things went fairly well for them. And then you also read in that chapter that some men lived faithful lives and it was brutal. Some were sawn in two. Some were left destitute, starving, abandoned, you know, just incredible stories of pain and trial. And yet they were both considered faithful men. Some went well, some of their futures not so well. So what should our response be then, knowing that it may or may not go well for us? Well, I think the big thing when it comes to the fear of the unknown is this control issue. You have to let go of the controls. You have to admit as a man, and this is tricky, that you're not in control, that you are not God, that you don't have a say in what your future holds. And for some of us, that drives us crazy because as men, we want to control everything and we don't want to give it up if we don't have to. But God is telling us here that perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love is going to drive out that fear of the unknown that, that, that holds so many of us back. And so my question to you is, do you really believe that God is for you? Do you really believe that God is with you in the midst of the fires and storms? Or are those just nice songs that we sing on Sunday? Do you really believe that you controlling the situation will make things better than having him control the situation. I think the key to this whole conversation of fear of the unknown is that even when we don't understand, even when we don't see how this can be for our good, even when we don't understand or, or realize how letting go of control can be good for us, we have to trust in the Lord. We have to give up control. And rather than fearing the unknown, we can simply invite the unknown as a grand adventure. And we can trust and say, God, I'm going to trust you every step of the way. Because really it's about you giving up control and, and letting him be Lord of your life in a way that you demonstrate it by faith and trust and say, God, I believe in you and I trust in you. And really that's what the fear of the unknown is dealing with is trust in the Lord. So quick recap here. Again, we talked about the fear of rejection in not letting that hold us back here and the fear of failure and knowing that God didn't give us a spirit of fear and that failure is an opportunity. Change is an opportunity. This, there's a fear of change that we deal with and we don't want to run away from change. We want to embrace it. We want to uh, know that God sometimes uses change to help us to grow. The fear of judgment and worrying about what other people are thinking. We talked about the fear of loss that it's going to happen and the fear of the unknown that can keep us back from living our best life. But fear, my friends, is a natural part of life. But fear doesn't have to control us. We were never called to live timid, 
fearful lives. And so as Christian men, we have to strive, I think, to live our lives without being controlled by fear and to learn to trust God with every part of our life. We have to remember that we are in Christ and, and embracing failure and embracing change and uh, embracing opportunities and trusting God is all part of the pathway to living the life that God meant for us to live. And so, you know, my hope for you is that as you look at and investigate what fears are in your life, that you will see that God is trustworthy, that God is able to walk with us through those things, and that to be the kind of men that we want to be requires us to put even more faith and trust in Him. So walk in strength, my friends. And again, if you have a friend that you know uh, maybe walks in fear, deals with doubt and discouragement, and is being held back from living the life that God meant for him to live, then share this with your friend. But God is with you, so go get in the fight and don't be afraid. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.